shining moment in time. <laughs> the ball is tipped. You're running for your life. What's up? What's up, Evan? <laughs> Not much. How's it going? Pretty good. Nothing interesting happened. No. Did something happen? I'm going to tell you what, that song is just better when you win. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it's, it's, so, it's really not that good of a song. It's so fun to win. And how <laughs> dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> Luther Vandross will reach out of the grave and crush the life from you. <laughs> um, this is not the experts, and we are basking in glory. Glorious glory. We've done it, Dave. We did it. We, we've defeated KU Twitter. With tens and tens of listeners, we can now retire <laughs> yeah. at the top of our game because this is all for this is all because we we did a podcast halfway through a season. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. This is not the experts. Uh, the premise of this year podcast is we love KU, uh, KU sports, and uh, we started this 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 podcast during this basketball season in response to um, various other. Uh, Twitter accounts and podcasts that profess to love KU, but whine incessantly mm. and um, incorrectly, I might add, as as last night proved. Yep. All of the talk, Evan, all of the whining, all of the criticizing about Bill Self all through the season. And we just want a natty. That's right. And they were already backtracking, Kevin. They were already backtracking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's they, just, were back, they were backtracking since. They were backtracking since about the Big 12 tournament, I'd say. Right. When they <laughs> when we really started to hit a second gear. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So we should just. It just feels good to win. Let's just say that first. <laughs> oh, man. it's uh, Today has been gravy. I've been tired. Yeah. Same. But it, does, it doesn't even matter because mm-hmm. we won. And uh, North Carolina didn't. And <laughs> no one else did. Everyone else is losers. We're the only winner. <laughs> and we can talk like that because, you know, we won. We won. Um, yeah. Did you go to, uh, you didn't, you weren't in Lawrence, were you? No, no, no. Unfortunately, I did wear, uh, I did wear my KU sweatshirt proudly um, around Manhattan today, though. Yeah. Cause you're in Manhattan uh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're old. Mm, we're old yeah. and and wiser <laughs> well um, but but no longer in lawrence i grew up in lawrence of course and went to went to school there and uh at the, at the university of kansas which is wonderful wonderful mm, times yep um but yeah i live in southeast kansas now yeah in a small town which uh is delightful mm. <laughs> anyways yeah. the game the game uh where the game was begin? good the game was good it was yeah. a good championship game yeah, I mean, if you take out the last six minutes of the first half, um, yeah, that was just dreadful. And um, but can I say, like, here's the weird part: I knew I should have been worried at that point. Mm-hmm. And I'm, um, I'm, you know, you you see the door closing a little bit for sure. Like I'm sitting there at halftime, and I think you texted me, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, I mean, I, there's really no." There's really no pressure here. It, like yeah. it's kind of good in a way, in that they're either going to come out of the locker room not playing scared, like they did the last six minutes of the first half, or they're just never going to be a part of this game. And that's you know, because once it gets close, that's when you're like, I don't know, it's harder for the viewer. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, like they're at the end there when about the time Dewan stepped on that out, that out of bounds line. Mm-hmm. I thought I was literally dying. <laughs> I, I know I, I'm pretty and, a calm individual during a basketball game. But at, at that point I was like, one, how yeah. could you? <laughs> Why? We just and, needed to get the ball in. And they took, they took like five minutes just to review that little thing. Yeah. Gave North Carolina my mind. all the time in the world to drop a play. Yeah. yeah. Which they drew up and Brady uh, Manic got his Fell feet down. tangled up. In, and it was yeah. clearly the play was supposed to go to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure that play was going to go to him off a drive. And um, um, what's his name? Love saw that he had fallen down. And and that he hadn't just fallen down, but he looked like he tweaked something. Yeah, because he got up and was not good. He was not okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Love then had no choice but to kind of like he did that weird little pump fake. Yeah. And at the whole time, I'm like screaming, "Foul him!" <laughs> I know, me too. The whole time, the whole time, I'm like, "There's no way they don't foul up three. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> watching it again, you can understand what happened. That they probably, you know, thought he was going up the first time, so they didn't want to foul him. Yeah. While he was in the act of shooting, it all worked and, out. Yeah, it did. How similar was this game? I, I this game was almost the same as the Miami game. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Almost exactly, just against a better opponent, which is um, really good to see. And and North Carolina is a better opponent for sure. So don't take what, wrong what I'm about yeah. to say. But they're still not. I mean, mm, they yeah, got a ways still to an go. Eight seed. They still yeah. got a ways to go. Uh, they're young, um, except for Manic, of course. What what year is Baycott? He is. This is his third year. Okay, so he's got another another year left. Um, but he's probably going to go. Yeah, NBA, he could I'd probably imagine. go now. Um, but he was clearly not full strength. Oh no! I still had 15 rebounds. Yeah, <laughs> but he was he couldn't move, and I'm just like, you guys, all you got to do is get a body on him. <laughs> he can't go. He's not. He has no lateral movement right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was he was impressive, but you could tell he just wasn't right. I don't know how Manic wasn't unconscious. In the first no half. kidding. And I mean oh literally goodness. not like from behind the arc because um, I have not seen many people take a shot harder to just like the center of their forehead uh, that he took from uh, from Dave McCormick from Big yeah. Dave. Yeah. And then he and, got hit again later on. Yeah. Hit again. <laughs> and then I saw a lot of Carolina fans on Twitter whining about that. And it was just like, well, that's just basketball, man. Yeah, you can't. Call I mean, that you th- those weren't even fouls. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, you get tangled up. The, spoken like people who didn't have to play basketball and always have to play the post because they were the fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. listen, if you were just a little girthier and you played basketball when you were little, you'd know that you just get a lot of <laughs> you get a lot of uh, f- random stray fists and elbows, and it just mm-hmm. happens. It's just basketball. But that one was particularly hard. It's it's one of those things he got caught flat-footed in the landing zone, is what mm-hmm. we'll call it. <laughs> he just got just a face full. Yeah. It's you and, know, and, he's really actually lucky that oh, he yeah. got it in the forehead. Cause if it was just a little bit lower, if he gets his nose with that shot, I mean, it would have exploded his nose and he'd have oh. been out. Mm-hmm. He would have been out. So the fact that he got hit in the forefoot the forehead was about the best place for him to get hit. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like 
I mean, it sucks for UNC because, I mean, not only the manic thing, you know, I bet that affected him somewhat, but obviously, um, who did we just mention? The Baycock. Uh, Baycock was injured, and he was clearly, like, not okay. From the yeah. beginning, like, you could tell he was hobbling from his from when he rolled his ankle um, against Duke. And then he did it again. <laughs> well, yeah, with a minute uh, left to go. And that was crazy because we go right down and go right to Dave mm-hmm. with him out. And Manic, like, Manic's a great player, but there's not much he can do to keep Dave out of that low position and then try to defend that hook shot. Manic, that's just not Manic's game. And mm-hmm. so with Baycott out and not able to muscle with Dave, that was an easy shot. For mm-hmm. Dave to ice it, basically. Um, so it was unfortunate that Baycott got injured with one minute to go. I'm, I'm sympathizing with the UNC fans I saw on Twitter. However, he made it almost the whole game. You got to understand, when you sprain your ankle bad like he did, like that was going to happen at some point. Because when you sprain it, you basically loosened all the ligaments in your in your ankle. And it makes it easier to keep spraining it Mm -hmm. um so like it was weird because i it i was expecting him to do what we saw love do where there was no one around him and his foot just rolled over um and and in a way that's what baycott did too but he was making more of a basketball move and of course they were like oh the floor gave way yeah it's just like no the floor gives you're just watching it in slow motion that's not Mm -hmm. that's not a defect (laughs) yeah um, but I felt bad for him, but I was also impressed he made it that oh, yeah. far without that happening. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, it was a good, good, good guy Wilson moment where he, they, KU didn't take advantage of the five on four after he rolled his ankle. Yeah. They're, they're much nicer <laughs> than I am. I was literally yelling in my living room. Yeah. And, and I couldn't believe Bill Self wasn't, but you know, they're just, they just must be more honorable than I am. <laughs> I texted you, you texted me and, 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 and said, what, what just happened? I said, I don't know. It was like playground honor going on or yeah. something. I don't know. It was like a <laughs> soccer match broke out. You know, that thing they do in soccer where someone gets injured. And so the other team kicks the ball out of bounds on purpose mm-hmm. because they have a player injured and then they take the player off the field. And then because it was the other team's ball out of honor, they give the ball, like they just kind of kick the ball back to the other team. Mm-hmm. And it's outside of the rule, like it's outside of the rules. It's just a weird thing because they could technically it's their ball. They could do whatever they want with it mm. and double cross them, I guess, which I'm always kind of hoping for in the few times I watch soccer, but they never do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it was kind of a weird honor moment that you don't see in many other sports besides like a like like soccer. Yeah, because I was <laughs> screaming. I'm just like, listen, at any other game at any other time, fine. <laughs> but not this game yeah you take that five on four <laughs> right um so not only did those guys have injuries did you see uh puff johnson throw up <laughs> in yeah, the middle thought, of a, middle of a play yeah um that was weird i've never seen anything quite like that because <laughs> he ran down the floor he looks fine and then he just kind of doubles over and starts up chucking mm-hmm. and i'm waiting for like dustin hoffman to come out in his outbreak gear because uh, like, I'm like, oh, this man has got a virus. Back yeah. off. <laughs> this is ground zero. Like, oh, what is happening? I've never seen anything like that. It was, but it was like he was choking. Yeah. 
They said they said later on that it was an enlarged an enlarged stomach, is what the announcer said. That's me. Uh, yeah, and then he <laughs> said in the post game that he had just gotten hit in the stomach. Um, okay, and that caused it. But I thought, like when I first saw it, I thought it was because this dude is gassed. Which I don't know yeah. how the North Carolina players weren't gassed because they play so many minutes. Uh, yeah, starters. I, I mean, I've played a lot of basketball and I've been pretty gassed, but I've never it. That was weird because it looked like he was struggling for air for a moment, mm. and that made me. I'm I'm not surprised to hear he got hit because my first thought was, oh, he got hit in the throat. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've ever been hit, caught an elbow or just a, not even an elbow, sometimes just a glancing blow from a hand or something swinging and got hit in the throat, it like feels like it instantly swells, mm-hmm. and it and it makes you feel like you're you're short on air. Um, so I thought maybe that's what what happened, but when they showed the replay, it was like it was obvious he ran down the floor with no one around him. Yeah. So yeah, that was weird. All in all. Yeah, even though some of their fans were whining, they got played a whole game, which I thought they were lucky to get. Mm. I just I couldn't believe that his ankle held up that long. Uh, Manic was fine. He, he shot 50% yeah, yeah, yeah. from threes, grabbed 13 rebounds, so he was fine. Love wasn't right the whole game. So to mm-hmm. say that, you know, to say that he him spraining his ankle, but that was in the second half. Yeah. With like 10 minutes to go. And you go five for 24 from the field. I'm sorry. No. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, how, how good was Harris defensively? Well, he, he was very good. The He's whole team, been very good. The whole team was great defensively. Let's yeah. just, let, let's take a, let's, I mean, since we're going to talk about defense, let's just take a look at the stats real quick. Yeah. If you would have told me before the game started that North Carolina was going to grab 24 offensive rebounds which by (laughs) far is the most we gave up in any game Mm -hmm. this year 24 when really the magic number for us to be in trouble was like 12 Mm -hmm. and they doubled it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh evan that was we'd have beat them soundly if we'd have just hit free throws and boxed out yeah um now we'll give you give them credit because I, we knew going in that that was a great rebounding team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, 24 offensive rebounds. They out-rebounded us 55 to 35. And if you'd have told me those numbers before the game, I'd have been very concerned. <laughs> very concerned. But here's the thing. Defensively, we were on lockdown again. KU since about, well, since the Big 12 tournament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have just played stellar defensively, which... It's st- like this makes sense. And this is kind of what sometimes um, I was, I think I was trying to say sometimes and maybe never quite got into words right. But defense is largely effort. And for a team that's built to win championships, mm-hmm. you often don't see that defensive effort until it really matters. Mm-hmm. So once they got to the, nobody talked about KU's defense until probably the last quarter of the conference season. And then uh, they, the, they, they talked about how not good it was for yeah. sure. And then in the big and 12 tournament, they, but the, I never thought it was because they couldn't play defense mm. or they weren't well coached to play defense. Cause mm-hmm. it's, there's a huge effort component defensively. And once they hit the big 12 tournament and then in the NCAA tournament, they were one of the best defensive teams in the, in the, in the country. 
in, in fact, I mean, I don't know who would be better. TCU comes to mind because they were pretty stellar defensively. Mm-hmm. And Texas Tech's always good, but wow. They yeah. held North Carolina to 31% from the field, five for 23 from three-point land. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty and, much and, why and they won the game. Well, what's crazy is they they were about at those statistics going into halftime, too. They, yeah. they, and, and they were down 15. <laughs> well, it's because of all those rebounds, man. I, I think yeah. they had given up maybe 20 second-chance points it's in the something first like that. half. Yeah. It, was, it was half of Carolina's points were second chance points. And that was why another reason again, where I was just like, we're down 15, but we have really played poorly. Yeah. And I just kept that, that, that when I, when I told you, when I was messaging you, I just said, I just can't imagine that they're not going to come out of the locker room. Cause really it was an effort thing. Now I'm going to explain that. Um, Cause they weren't playing well anyways, but for that last 10 minutes for the last half of the first half, they really look like they'd taken up. It's like a boxer when they take a punch where they haven't been knocked out, but you can tell they're just not right on their feet. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was kind of like how KU looked. It was just like a momentary lapse of confidence. It was very strange. Yeah. Cause it hadn't they, happened to them in a while. Right. They That's were, the, they, that wasn't they, why they trailed Miami. They no. traded Miami just because they couldn't hit shots. This looked different last night. Yeah, I I was just I was just going to add that I watched the highlights and the game was tied uh, about twenty two I think ago. with yeah five and a half five and a half left <laughs> and they and they <laughs> I don't know how that happened man I was I was I'm not going to lie I was pretty shook going into halftime um, I was I was I could not believe what I was seeing for Kansas to play so well against Villanova and then to come out and do that in the first half. Yeah. And then when they come out of the locker room, that's when you're talking about the real similarities to the Miami game. Yeah. Um, which is that they came out with an intensity that they probably, they came out with, they had come out with that intensity in the first half, but then it just quickly lost it. Um, in this one, they they kept it going for the, the rest of the half and were able to win the game. But it should also we should also note that um, both the Miami game and the Carolina game that's the second game in three days, and uh, that's that's not oh, an yeah, accident yeah, yeah, yeah. because Kansas yeah. is deeper teams than both of those, mm-hmm. uh, both of those teams, and really the last three teams that KU played in Miami, Villanova, and Carolina were not deep teams at all right um and and so that really was a key in our second half performances in two of those three games uh granted our bench didn't play a whole lot of minutes but we were just more rested and yeah. you could tell carolina uh, was just out of gas yeah i mean how could you not be though coming off after the win against duke mm-hmm. <clears throat> i thought that would actually play more of an impact than what it did and maybe maybe the second half was <clears throat> more indicative of that, but I expected I, I going into halftime. I was like, Oh, this narrative about them being tired or, you know, having an emotional let, letdown from the Duke game. That wasn't true at all. Yeah, just, but, just not yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just not yet. There's two halves in these games. Uh-huh. Uh, and they like literally when we came out of the locker room and they came out of the locker room, it, they just looked 
shell shocked immediately. Mm-hmm. They they just and they looked shaky, and you could tell from the first few possessions of the second half um, that things were going to take a turn. And well, one, how, and how one many team of the, was was more energetic? Yeah, I, I mean, how many of the first few points Kansas scored in the second half were from? Um, transition like turnovers and then transition. Oh well, like, it had to have been I mean, six of them or something like that. I all I know is that the lead went from fifteen to nine in the matter of a few minutes. Yes, yes, and it was like, okay, this is going to go well as long as we keep up the intensity. Which this is where I was. This is why I didn't feel so terrible at halftime. Like you knew that we had dug ourselves a hole. It was going to take a lot to dig out of. But I didn't expect that they were going to come out and kind of sleepwalk through a whole half of mm-hmm. basketball. I just expected this team to be able to summon that energy, at least defensively, and make a little noise because they've done it. They've done it so many times uh, when they've needed to summon that defensive energy they have. And so I just kind of thought I, I, I was weirdly calm at halftime. And and mm-hmm. weirdly, I am anyways, but it, there was just this weird sense of like, okay, they're either going to come out and do what they have done or they're not. And either way, I'm not too worried about it (laughs) because they're either going to play like dog meat and get run out of the gym or they're going to come back. And I thought, I just thought to my soul that I, they were going to run. They were going to make a run. Mm -hmm. I expected it to take a little longer. Mm. But yeah. man, Carolina just, it, it was the same thing like KU looked in the last six minutes of the first half. Carolina yeah. just kind of looked dazed. We're turning the ball over and looked really unsure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was glad it happened. I mean, yeah. <laughs> me too. Like, when I, let's see, was it, let's see, I forget what happened. I think Jalen Wilson got an and one that was obviously charged uh, against Manic. And I think it put him up. Five or six going to the line to make it seven. Is that right? Does that sound right? Are you saying he charged? <laughs> Jalen well, Jalen Wilson's was absolutely a charge. No, no, no. His foot was on the line. Brady oh, Manix was. Yeah, Manix Manix foot was on the circle. That's why. They oh, was it. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so a good call then. they never. It, he was set. He was just in the line. Right. Then. They never mentioned it on the broadcast because mm. the you know whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but but there were several people that were at the game on Twitter saying the call was that his foot was in on the circle. Mm. Well, that was a good call then. Well, it, yeah. And it, I knew it was close. Uh, but yeah, they never did. I was kept waiting for a replay, and of course they. Yeah, didn't. yeah, they. <laughs> well, they. Um. So he makes he gets the foul. He makes the free throw, and they're up seven. I think, or is either six or seven? It was six. They were up six. six. Ku was. And I thought, like, I thought it was going to turn into Miami where they were going to boat race him again. Yeah, <clears throat> and, then, well, and then and then I got real nervous because North Carolina immediately tied it up. Uh, Carolina's um, best player, in my opinion, uh, was R.J. Davis in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baycott was wonderful, but he just he wasn't driving the team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he was doing a bunch of things, but he wasn't willing them. Like uh, to me, RJ Davis was willing them to stay in the game there for a while. Uh, 15 points, 12 boards, two assists. And he was, he was really good. And um, I mean, and he had to be because love wasn't hitting. Baycott is hobbling manic. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Manic's great, but he can't really create his own shots. Mm-hmm. He's he's a guy who has to work off of someone else's movement. Um, and then of course Leaky Black is was great defensively, but he's not mm-hmm. a, not a super not supreme offensive player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I thought RJ D- Davis in the second half, and in in particular when KU got up six, I thought he he hit a couple shots in a row that I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, why are you doing this? To me? <laughs> and then of course Puff Johnson, yeah, who you know they grabbed off the YMCA team before the game. <laughs> why does that always happen against KU? Uh, who knows? Yeah, of course the dude who shot twenty percent from three point range comes in and hits the three immediately. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing that happen. Like, get Dude, out of here. It Puff. is wild. It is wild. I mean, he scored 11 points and mm-hmm. that's, and wasn't just doing that. He had six rebounds and some of them were big rebounds. I'm just blowing my mind. I'm just, I was just sitting there going, what can, can this not happen? Yeah. Now, granted it's Carolina and anyone on their bench is talented. I mean, I know that, but it was still annoying. <laughs> it was still very annoying. Did but you ever? We won. Yeah, but we won. Did, did you? One thing I I noticed during the game was kind of the um, the chess match really between the in the foul situation between both teams. Did you, I don't know if you noticed this too, but um, like McCormick and Harry, uh, McCormick and Lightfoot. Lightfoot had four, but McCormick got his third like eight minutes into the second half. So there's still a ton, a ton of game left. Mm. And then I know Baycott and Leaky Black, I think Baycott had three, but Leaky Black had four. But I just thought it was interesting. Like you could tell McCormick was playing not to foul, and you could, but you could also tell the North Carolina players were playing not to foul. Yeah. And I don't know. That was the first time I noticed like, oh, they're really like, right. Know, this is so, really playing an impact in this game. Leaky's fourth foul was bigger. Mm-hmm. was bigger than Baycott's for sure. Um, because Abaji almost, well, shortly after he got his fourth foul, he had a couple uh, baskets going to the basket, which Ochai's great, but he really wasn't that kind of player mostly in the season. He wasn't a guy that was going to the rack with abandon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got a couple like that after Leaky got that fourth foul. They took Leaky out for a bit. And then mm-hmm. Agbaji immediately got one mm-hmm. to the rack. And then I think he got another one shortly after that. But yeah, I thought Leaky Leaky uh, Black's foul, fourth foul was huge. Baycott's fourth foul is a little bit bigger, but I don't know. Though He as a big guy, his balance is so good. That's partly mm-hmm. like there was some, he got away with some fouls last night mm-hmm. as, as, you know, especially on when he was posting up on offense where he kind of was using that off arm really well. And Mm -hmm. by, well, I mean, he was just able, he's so when you have a big guy who's coordinated and he has good balance, it just doesn't look as bad. So unfortunately for big guys, they get penalized for being like, you know, big and clunky a lot of the time. Hello, David McCormick. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I love Dave. I love big Dave, but Um, sometimes he just looks like he's all arms and legs flying everywhere. And just that sometimes will get you random calls. And Baycott was very smooth, very balanced. And frankly, feel like he should have had, he probably should have fouled out of that game last night. 
because you could tell he was using his off arm more than he normally would, I think, because he wasn't quite as mobile. But good mm-hmm. for him, man. I mean, he he's just a really good player and knows how to play and knows how to how much he can do get away with. That's part of the game. And so I'm not mad about it, mm-hmm. especially since we won. Because we won. When he makes everything better. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we I was want to at- talk-, talk about Remy? Well, yeah, we should talk about Remy. Man, he was pretty clutch in the, in the second half, wasn't he? Yeah, the first half he was. Um, he was not if, good. I don't know if he'd had too much Red Bull or, <laughs> or what was going on, but that he hit that shot off the backboard, and I was yeah. like, I was like, bro, bro, <laughs> <laughs> and he pointed at the at, yeah. at Nance, <laughs> just like, come on now, bro, and then he took another shot like the next time down the floor, yeah, yep, and yep. it was way off, and you're just like, <laughs> someone needs to get Remy out of the game and give him some Benadryl or something. <laughs> Cause he is like all jacked up on mountain. Dew. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he, he was like in the first half at, by, by halftime, I was like, okay, well, Remy has gone bye-bye. We can't count on him. Yeah. And then he came out in the second half and was much more calm. I think it looked like we had been used to seeing him for the last month. And frankly was a reason we won a big reason we won. Mm-hmm. He hit a couple huge threes down the stretch. Um, and was just, he played really well. Yeah. And, and I, this is the thing about, this is the thing about Remy Martin. And I, I wanted to talk about this. Like since, since the big 12 tournament, we've like always given Remy his props for, I, I think he finally, but I think he got healthy number one, but number two, I also think that he finally bought into what self was trying to get him to do. And that's made him so much more effective, especially on the defensive end. I think that's why he gets more playing time. And but before before the Big Twelve, and really before he was injured, he was not very good. Like, let's can we be honest about that? Oh yeah. Well, I don't. I don't. We've been pretty consistent with yes. And I know, like, like, look, I know Rock Chalk Blog, a lot of those, a lot of those Twitter folks out there and podcasters. I know they want, they thought something was going on, but really it, Remy was hurt. Mm, he yeah. was not right. And when he got in games before they finally just sat him so he could heal, um, he was not right. <laughs> he was, yeah. it was, he was clearly not that guy. He was having a lot of trouble with lateral movement and backpedaling, which you need on defensively, especially he was getting roasted on yeah. defense which should have been a clue because he's quick. He's fast. Mm -hmm. And um, he was just struggling and wasn't, he couldn't help the team doing what he does like he did in the last month. Yeah. And so uh, when we, when we would engage with those accounts (laughs) on Twitter and with this podcast, you know, like it's kind of the whole point, not the experts. And, and we're kind of trying to balance those those accounts out there it's it's we we, we're just trying to say like hey not everything's a conspiracy sometimes players are just hurt and and he's got to sit him and there's no reason to play someone when they can't be effective that's not helping it's not helping the team and it's not helping remy right we wouldn't be doing remy any favors to try to continue to play something that he couldn't really go 100 percent with when you had other options and yeah. so I think, you know, it's, it's not, 
I'm not sitting here saying all those. We, we kind of have fun with it. We're not the experts, right. right? But I'm not saying that guys like Rock Chalk Blog and all those and, and you know, Ain't No Seats and, and whatever other KU podcasts are out there. I'm not saying they're idiots. They have a lot of takes that are right on. Right, right, right. The, yeah, problem, I, the problem with all of this is when you have that many followers on Twitter and that many listeners to your podcast, it pays to be super reactionary. Like it almost prompts you to be re- overreactionary to every little thing that happens during a game. And basketball is not like that. They, from the outside looking in, if you've never coached basketball or played basketball, you think that, that everything a coach does in the middle of a game has this super giant meaning. And it doesn't a lot of the time you're bill self is coaching for last night. He's coaching yeah. like he's he's coaching every game that leads up to last night is coached for last night. He's trying to get his team to peak and be the best they can possibly be for last night. Yeah, that's what matters at the University yeah. of Kansas. And that's what how he coached the team. So like when rock when those guys say, oh, like they were saying it again at half. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. They were saying it. They were like, well. This is exactly why you give Clements and KJ more minutes so that they would be developed enough to help us out in this game. But here's the problem with that take. Your assumption is, is that the, giving them 10 to 15 minutes a game, they would be a key Elijah one by now, but then they wouldn't be right. There's that's too, what I, yeah, that's the point I make. You're assuming too much advancement in those 10 minutes a game. And, and, and you're not, you're not counting on what would have happened in those games. Had you taken those 10, 15 minutes away from other players like Jalen Wilson? Cause you're not just going to be taking those minutes from, from um, Mitch. You're going to be yeah. taking them from Dave and you're going to be taking them from Jalen because to play that many big guys, to play four big guys, you'd be going double post a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's just not enough minutes to go around. And those two KJ and Clements were going up against big Dave and practice every day. Yeah. So it's not like they're not advancing. You're just assuming that in the extra 10 minutes, you're going to get them in a game is going to make them some kind of superhero by the end of the season. That's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. Now we think that because we've been spoiled. We've seen guys like Joel Embiid, but you know, who was a freak. Yeah. But people usually don't, that's not the normal course of advancement. Joel Embiid is probably there's probably only been one other guy I've ever seen at KU who was that good first year. That was Paul Pierce. Mm. Um, and all they had to do was settle in, right? The, they needed minutes to settle in. That's the only two cases I can remember that. Everyone else has been someone like Ochai, where it takes years for that kind of advancement. Yeah. So all of that being said, I'm saying the only thing you would have done by getting KJ and Clements extra minutes would have been probably lose us a few extra games, not get, have the same seed in the tournament, maybe not win the Big 12, and they wouldn't have been all that much better than what you, what you have right now. They wouldn't have advanced as much as they're they're pretending they would have. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. That's it. Just, that's it's, it's, it's that's exactly work my that reply. Way. <laughs> right. There's not that many <laughs> freshmen that can come in and be that effective, even with minutes. Like Joel Embiid spoiled us. Not even Wiggins. Like Wiggins was good, but he wasn't a guy that could just dominate games. 
Mm. There's not many guys that can do like can that really, really contribute, especially down in that post area. And because post is guards is, is a little bit different posts. No, no, you could have given Clements minutes and he'd still be Clements. And that's yeah. not a dig on him. I think Clements and KJ are both going to be very, very good players by the time they're done. Yeah. But it does take years. Right. End of rant. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say, this is end that little rant and just saying that, like, we, we say we call we call out Rock Shock blog a lot, but I just want to say that, like, we, we do agree with, a lot, like, some of their takes and just, like, it, it's, we're not, we're not, we're not experts either. <laughs> so we're not always right either. And I just want to say that just because I do know some of those guys um, that, that um, uh, run that account and do a podcast for them. And so, um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So, so here's, yeah, here's what I'm saying. I'm not any more knowledgeable right. than they are about basketball and they might be more knowledgeable about KU in particular because mm-hmm. I'm old and I have, I'm, I'm old and I have an old man life where I have all these other things. <laughs> I have to Like if we were talking about recruiting right now, I wouldn't have anything to say because yeah. I can't follow all that. Mm-hmm. I got too much on my plate. Um, but I do know a little bit about basketball and, and I think it's not because they're not intelligent about basketball. Right, I think it's right, because right. of the atmosphere of having a podcast and being on Twitter. Like those dudes, those dudes tweet like 150 times a game. Right. And, and it's, and it, and it pays to do that. It pays, you get followers and that's the whole point, but it also tends to make you overreactionary in the moment. Mm-hmm. You you make things bigger. Like game, a game is a game, and and that's why when you win a game, even if it's ugly, Bill Self tends to be like, "Well, we won, and that's all that matters." You know, sometimes. So it's it's I don't know. It's just it just is what it is. Yeah. So I just wanted to just <laughs> just to say that. Um. Anyway, yeah, Remy. Um, the, the bottom line on Remy is this: he yes. helped us win a national championship, and yes. if he wasn't there, we wouldn't have won. Right. So, and period. and, and the, the same can be said with Dave. Exactly. Well, yeah, right. And by the way, uh, at the end of that game last night, we went to the post intentionally, and that's why we won. Yep. I saw. I saw a good tweet that was like, "KU went to the post against Dayton." You know, when he when he turned it over. So, mm-hmm. so, so we could, so we, so KU could go to the post in the national championship game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and <laughs> honestly, when Carolina got themselves in trouble, um, it was because they stopped going to the post and they did this against Duke too, by the way, but Duke is the same kind of team. So there was a point in the second half in the Carolina Duke game where they were just alternating, going down the floor, maybe making one pass and then somebody driving or shooting a three pointer. And, and it was like that for a good 10 minutes of game time. And Carolina kind of got into that rhythm. When we made a run, they panicked and they stopped going to the post. If they'd have kept going into Baycott or going into um, Manic, but Manic, yeah. Yeah. They would have slowed the pace down and they would have gotten better shots. The reason Mm -hmm. Caleb Love went five for 24 is because he was taking terrible shots. Right. And it helped us out. And that's Mm -hmm. like, you know, when, when, when we're, when we're arguing on Twitter, when those guys are saying, why are we keep going into Dave? He's not our best offensive player. Like, yeah, we know. 
right. He's not our best offensive player, but that's how the offense works. Mm-hmm. Like you go inside and, and if they don't double team him, then he does have a pretty good. I mean, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, if he's 50, 50, which I don't know how you'd say he couldn't. So he's not a terrible offensive player, but if you're going to go one-on-one against him, there's not many dudes in the country that make that much less than a 50, 50 proposition for Dave. Right. Right. And that makes him a pretty stellar college post player. Yeah. You may not like the way he plays. You may not like the way he looks when he's playing. Cause he's, he's not very smooth, but the fact yeah. of the matter is, is he's effective. Right. And he proved it last night, 15 points, 10 rebounds. And then, and two and the two biggest shots when it mattered mm-hmm. seven for yeah. 15 from the field, about 50, 50. Yep. That wins ball games. Yeah. So sorry, but I, I think you'll take the national championship, won't you? Yeah. None of them apologized, by the way. <laughs> we you put told on them Twitter. To. I told them. I told them on Twitter. It's like all of you apologized to Bill Self right now, losers. <laughs> yeah, you called them losers because <laughs> yeah, they are. You apologize. <laughs> That's the best dang college basketball coach in the world. Oh yes. And oh, we the Bill have Self them. slander was absurd this this season. So bad. And none of them apologized. <laughs> they just partied. Like, no, 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 fellas. You're, we're missing a word from you. Uh, slander. I never thought I'd see the day when we, we arrived at Bill Self Slander at KU. Oh, and, I mean. <laughs> and now, now it better never happen again. Oh, yeah. I will throw my phone at them. Your dog's pissed. Oh, yeah, she is. She's <laughs> there right now. Uh, dude i am so i am so happy for ochai those videos those videos of him hugging his family and hugging self and like all this oh yeah oh it was good let's talk about that for a second yes um let's talk about the really good moments after the game (sighs) i I want everyone like if anybody's listening to this podcast who's not you you're just a basketball watcher right you haven't ever barely been near the sport I want to give you an idea of how much work went into Ochai Baji the last four years. Like, if you don't understand that these kids are probably getting up at five every morning to go practice or lift weights or work out and then go to class, then, you know, maybe they, maybe they get an hour to go home back to the towers or wherever they live at now and nap until it's lunchtime and then maybe another practice or more classes. Like, I don't think most of the the general fans of KU understand how much work that even like the walk-ons are doing Mm -hmm. every player on that roster. Now I want you to add that. I want to add that you don't go from what Ochai was as a freshman to what you saw this year as a senior without, oh, I feel like I'm going to cry <laughs> without hours of extra work and, yeah. and, and hours of just on his own working. Like you, you just can't imagine the amount of his life went into that moment last night. And when he saw his mom, and he just kind of almost collapsed into her arms. Mm-hmm. That was the culmination of that work. It's like if you dreamed of climbing Everest, that was the moment you're standing up on the summit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, does that make sense? 
Oh, yeah. Like, I just don't. I think if people knew how much he had sacrificed, it's weird to say that when we think of KU players, because we think what an honor that is and what a dream that is for people. But let me tell you something. He did sacrifice the last four years. Mm -hmm. There's just no way he didn't because you saw the product on the floor. I have never, never seen anybody maximize his ability at Kansas like Ochai Baji. I just never, I, when he was a freshman, he was good, but he was rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. And I just never dreamed he would be the player he was this year. And he was, and it was legit. It wasn't luck. It wasn't, oh, he's just a senior and he's more experienced. That mm -hmm. dude transformed himself through literal hours and hours and hours of work. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I read a book some years ago by Malcolm Gladwell called The Outliers, where he said, you could be, you, you could become an expert at anything if you, if you practice for 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's all I could think about watching him this season was, just the the amount of hours he must have spent even in this last off season shooting the basketball because he was he was amazing and when he in that moment last night i i wept with him because that was wonderful mm -hmm. wonderful yes. he's he's turned himself into someone who's going to make a living playing basketball and yeah. he got the he got that mountains that summit moment last night and it was it was it was everything yeah yeah, it's yeah, great. It was, and not a single person voted for him to be player of the year. Yeah, but none of that matters. Not to a it guy doesn't like, matter. Not to him. No, like, of course not to him. He, he he's the kind of guy who doesn't care about that. He just wanted right. to win. Yeah, he just wanted to win. And that's yeah. what makes him such a great teammate. I mean, like, listen, KU's had a lot of talented dudes, a lot of all Americans. Ochai's a different cat, and not talent wise, character wise, his mm -hmm. heart how much for the team he is. There's been a, plenty of dudes who've worn that jersey who've been All-American who weren't for the team. And I'm not going to sit here and yeah, I'm not going to out anybody. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that Ochai's a different cat. Give him his flowers. That yeah. dude, that dude should be remembered right up there with Danny Manning as one of the best ever and Will Chamberlain to ever put on a Kansas jersey, in my opinion. And yeah. I, the fact that I'm saying that like four years ago is me is like stunned. Mm -hmm. just because i just thought that wasn't possible for him and yeah. he proved everyone wrong and he deserves it all of it yeah there was a spe specific moment i don't know if, if it was last year or the year before and i specifically remember us texting and we said to each other oh maybe ochai just isn't that good a and it was he wasn't shooting as well i think his form was still a little little um little wonky but but I man would, were we wrong well <laughs> he was that good we weren't at the time let yeah me, let, me, let me let me explain this i think ochai was playing in a way that his in, in a style where his skill hadn't caught up to the style he wanted to play yet mm. and so that's what i mean by the work he put in like in order to play like he wanted to play he has to be a dead eye shooter which he turned himself into and, and last year, it's it, like the last two years, really, it was like he was playing in a way where the style didn't match where he was at yet. It was mm -hmm. like he could envision where he wanted to be and he was trying to play like it, but he just, the, the he was getting, it was like he was a little ahead of himself. 
And then this year, all of that caught up and all of a sudden everything worked because sometimes, you know, when you have the drive, like that guy does, sometimes you're, you're just expectant that you're going to be able to play a certain way, but you, you know, it, it like, like Malkin Gladwell said, it takes hours. You got to put in the hours first. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, and looking back now, I was probably harsh, like you're saying, on, mm-hmm. on Ochai in the last couple of years because it looked like he was not making good decisions. But in retrospect, I think he was playing in a way he knew he could. He just, he just the talent, like the, the skill wasn't quite caught up with it yet. Yeah. And, and it, like, it was this year, it was like it all caught up and it was all worked in unison. And that's because, yeah. I mean, that dude worked his rear end off. There's just no way around it. The other Mm -hmm. great moment um, from last night, and I'm sure everyone saw this, was Bill Self went and was greeting all the Mm ex-players, and he gave his national championship hat to Devin Dotson. Yeah. Devon Dotson. Devon, yeah. um, That was awesome. I I don't know if everybody caught it, but Dotson got like a little emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And that was a wonderful moment as well because it was, and self said a couple things about it in the press conference about not Dotson specifically, but that team yeah. and how, you know, like we don't really understand the hurt. So imagine Ochai working, putting in all those hours, becoming the num- leading his team to being the overall number one seed and then being denied the chance to earn it. Yeah. It'd be like climbing. So Mount Everest takes like, you know, so many days to climb, you have to go up in increments. It'd be like right. getting almost all the way to the top and dying of a heart attack on the yeah. last night before yes. you, you summited. It, it was oh. just terrible. Like, I don't think we understand how much that sucked for Doke yes. and, and Dotson and how much that just haunts them because they yeah. never got that moment. And last night was like they got to have that moment, you know, through like through the younger guys, through their teammates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so that, a, was, that was such a good moment. The, their moment between self and his mom was good, mm-hmm. um, just because of all the his losing his dad and everything. And well, um, yeah, God, I, 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 go ahead. I was just I was just gonna just wanted to talk about self a little bit. Yeah, let's um, let's do that. Let's let's kind of wrap this into the last thing we'll talk about here. Let's talk about self. Um, let's first talk about there was one other moment that I was really looking forward to last night. And that was when Mark Emmert handed Bill, Bill yes. Self the national championship trophy. <laughs> what which, did I say? What did I say to you? And, what, and, hold on. Well, what I was hoping for was Bill Self was going to say, "Eat it, <laughs> eat it, dude." Yes, but he did not. Both men were seemed very mannerly, and I wanted to t- him to tell him to eat it, but he did not. <laughs> I thought, what? No, and then, no. And to see all those all those idiots out there on Twitter. All the fans of other schools are like, they'll just have to vacate this title in a couple of oh, years. Oh, they don't know anything. I'm just like, you don't understand what you why you have to vacate things, dude. It's like you have to vacate things when one of the players you were playing was ineligible. Right. None of we were the only team in the final four without a top 100 recruit on our <laughs> roster, yeah. moron. Right. <laughs> hey, give me a break. A bunch of just a bunch. When you make excuses like that, when you say things like that, you just know you're they're a loser. That's the things losers say. Yeah. Well, they'll just have to vacate it. <laughs> you know, keep waiting for that, bro. Yeah. Because that's what I said. Happening. What I said to you was self 
making the NCAA hand him the trophy right before they uh, right before they nail him with sanctions is the ultimate power move, and <laughs> it was glorious. And Mark Emmert, his idiot self, said the what do you say, Kansas City Jayhawks? Did you catch that? What an yeah. idiot! <laughs> let's 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 just uh, okay. I want to bottom line this whole NCAA thing. <laughs> Does KU deserve to be punished? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here's my problem with the NCAA. And they've done this over the years to tons of schools. So KU's not the only one. But this, it's this pretending. So the NCAA yes. will catch someone this time via, you know, a shoe company. So, like, let's get this real straight. The problem is, is the shoe companies. Mm-hmm. They're the problem. Now, were, were the programs working in tandem with him? Yes, but only more from a sense of like, this is just how it works. Yeah. Right? Like, right. there were tons of programs. Everyone who has a shoe contract was, was in, like, in order to do this the right way, if you're going to punish KU for this, in my opinion, you should punish anybody who has a contract with Adidas. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then even then, you're just going to pretend that Nike didn't do it. Right, right. Like, get get out of here, Emmer. Like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so tired of this nonsense. So when I'm, but, you know, the, the response is always like, oh, so you don't think Bill Self cheats? I was like, no, everyone cheats. Yes. That's what pissed me off about Bruce Weber, too. <laughs> he, when he's going out the door, he's like lobbing <laughs> grenades into the room. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't aware that K-State didn't have shoe contracts. Like, get out of here. Yeah. It's any of these dudes <laughs> pretending like the rules weren't bent at their school when they have a contract with Adidas or not Adidas or Nikes. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And did, then, did you see go ahead? Go ahead. For for dudes out there, I don't even remember who the dude was, but he wrote some huge article. Oh yeah. Um, one of those, one of the ESPN writers wrote some article about how self was terrible for the game and just bashing on self before the national championship game. And these, these fools were all over Chachevsky all season long mm. when we're getting punished because we got caught on, on the phone saying we would go along with the shoe company, giving Zion money. Mm-hmm. Well, Zion went to Duke. Yeah. We didn't pay him anything. He didn't come here. <laughs> and so we're going to take the fall for a dude that went to Duke. And by the way, nobody said a word to. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is absurd. Yes. It's absurd. And I'm so it, glad the players can make the players can make their own money now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we don't real. have to deal with this nonsense. And, and then <laughs> this pretending that Bill Self can't coach by all the losers out there who can't hire good coaches. And then they sit in belly egg. Ooh, well, they'll vacate it in the next in a couple of years. Well, hey, you know what? Don't hire Bruce Weber then. Don't yeah. hire, you know, whatever the Missouri coach's name was. Yeah. Mark I refuse to Conzo Martin. I refuse to say his name since he torched us the NCAA tournament that one year. Who? Quanzo Martin? Yeah. Oh, Evan, you're so young. I am so young. <laughs> who who torched him? Uh, uh no, it was Quanzo. He torched us. When who he played for Purdue? Quanzo oh, played when with, he uh, played for Purdue, Glenn oh, okay. Robinson, you know the big dog. Mm. You know, yeah, you, that that did nothing for you. No, I'm old. Yeah, it's okay. Did you see? Did you see Dick Vitale's tweet while we're on the subject? He he says, 
Um, it's insane how the NCA takes forever in ruling on cases. Man, it affects lives, and it is a total disgrace that it takes years to make a decision. And then he says, make, and then he says in all caps, make Coach K commissioner for hoops, and these embarrassing situations would cease. <laughs> and I laughed my butt off when I read that tweet. <laughs> Well, As if K is a squeaky clean person. Well, I don't think that's what he, I'd like to know what he meant. I'd like to know his thinking on that. Because if your point is, is that like you need a coach in that position that understands the way it all works and therefore would understand really what the sinister places are. Because here's the thing. I don't think any of these coaches are evil. No, I no. Think coach K loves his players. Yeah. Bill Self loves his players. Like it's not these coaches fault. I don't think. I think it's these shoe companies. I think it's, you know, the capitalistic environment we live in that just kind of develops. It just is what it is. There's a lot of money floating around these guys. And part of the NCAA, you know, letting the players make money now has is going to lessen some of these problems because the problem has been that there has been so much money being made off of these kids that this will just lead to this kind of thing. It's inevitable. Right. And so if he if he means that they need like a, a, a coach who understands the way the system is and where the system's broken, that's fine. Now, I, I, if I'm Coach K, I don't know why I would do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that sounds like he'd be miserable. Although I imagine Coach K is just miserable all the time anyways, because that's yeah, kind of honestly. the way he acts. <laughs> honestly, uh, I'm so glad he's gone. <laughs> so glad. I was tired of him. ESPN is just, just, I got to keep this. I got to keep the right language for a podcast. <laughs> they just, they just love him so much. Yeah. They, they love it's, coach K and all those now and analysts, they all played for coach K Jay Williams, uh, you know, um, Jay Billis, you know, all these people who I generally like, but they also, have all played for Duke, and so they talk about him nonstop. As a, <laughs> and I'm as, so glad North yeah. Carolina beat him. <laughs> as a fi- as a final word here, um, this is you, nobody probably thought they'd hear this, but first of all, let's say once again, we're national champions. Mm. Chalk Jayhawk, KU is gets to bask in this glory for the next year. Um, but as a final word, can we just have a Roy Williams appreciation moment? Mm, yeah yeah um coach k just went on his victory lap roy retired at the end of the season did not coach another season with everyone knowing he was going to be retiring so he could take his victory lap and everyone could adore him Mm -hmm. like roy's the man yes yes. roy is the man and i still love roy and uh, i'm not going (laughs) to apologize for that he he got the roy bull in the in the championship yeah, and he deserved every second of it. Frankly. Yes. And he deserved to not be asked who he was going for. Yes. Like, people, stupid journalists putting him in that awkward position. Like, what do you want him to say? Of yeah. course, he's going for North Carolina. That's where yes. he's from. His heart is there. But the, the even his answer was, was graceful. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, Kansas treated me so well. I love them. And, and, you know, I, I wanted them, I've been rooting for them both. Like, but you know, like I got a, my heart's with Carolina and he put it so gracefully and I just love Roy. He's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. And I just want the best of the stuff for him. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's the only person in that building of 71,000 who wears a mask. 
Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what's going on. It makes me there. laugh. At, 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 at a couple points during this Final Four weekend, I was genuinely worried that he has an anti uh, an immunity deficiency or something. Mm. I'm like, why is he still wearing a mask? Mm-hmm. Does he sick? Like, is he afraid of getting something? Like, it made me worry about him. Mm. I was very concerned, Evan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we got to keep him safe. He's a national yes. treasure. Yep. All right. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, well, what do you think? Is this going to be it for a while? I know we might may or may not do something with some people coming up soon. Yeah, we, uh, should, little, we should little tease. A, we should wait a little while and then talk about recruiting. Okay. Well, then before before we do that, then let's, That's all let's you, talk though. about I need you to study up about recruiting. Yeah. Okay. I don't have time. Um, I don't have time for that. I know we're getting Grady Dick. That's all I know. Yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big one right there. Um, Which is not, gonna, that was not meant to be taken the wrong way either. Oh man! Um, all the signs, man. <laughs> Students are about to get real creative. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. Or not creative as it was. <laughs> I just want. I just want to think. What do you think? I don't know. You probably don't have it up in front of you right now. I just wanted to go over some of some of the worst of the worst takes um, we oh, saw gosh. this season. Uh, and I was yeah, going to say, have... if you don't follow um, Jayhawk overreactions on Twitter, you should, because that account is awesome. Um, but let's see. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could almost do this from memory. Like if we're talking yeah. about some well, of the worst I... takes this season, I mean, all the Remy stuff yes. was clearly a bad take because you just want a natty with him being your supercharged six man. And right. by the way, that's where it worked the best. Because when Carolina came out in that second half and looked gassed already, Remy got uh, had another gear. That's because he was rested. I mean, yeah, self knew what he was doing. Um, any take that said we shouldn't work through the inside, well, we just want a natty doing it. Yeah, um, here's here's a good one from an uh, an account that you interacted with um, the other day uh, that says, "Can't tell me this team is going to get past the first weekend." This is after the TCU loss, I'm assuming. This is not an off night. This is a pattern of teams recognizing how weak our main players are and just totally punking us in second halves, which that last sentence uh, about the punking us in second halves um, kind of came back to haunt him, didn't it? Yeah, he seems super, <laughs> he seems super smart. Yeah. That's probably the greatest basketball mind of our generation right there. <laughs> I mean, again, it's super overreactionary. I mean, this dude probably couldn't even tell you when the what the last team to go undefeated for an entire season was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it probably happened so when, so long before his he was born that he didn't that he doesn't know who it is. Because guess what? That doesn't happen. Everyone loses. Everyone loses games. You can't panic every time it happens. Mm-hmm. Just, ah, everyone's so reactionary. Yeah. Um, I got mad at see. someone last night too yep. at halftime, and I I did tweet something from the count i should look yeah. that up no that's uh, it was this from it, that was from the same account it was from that, the same guy yeah yeah okay so like and, and how many followers does he have yeah several several hundred i think if not more um, so, let's um see. there's there's some oh it was oh, uh, here's a good, yeah yeah i'm not gonna say who it is i just yeah, wanna, i don't i want to see how many followers he has all right so um, while you're um, looking that up, here's a, here's another he has good almost one. 500 followers. So he's not, he doesn't uh, have a ton of followers, but, um, but he, he like literally dug on Christian Brown. Yeah. At halftime. 
He's like, he called him the fakest wannabe alpha I've ever seen. Well, that dude like alpha in the second half of the national championship game, not, not the big 12 conference game, the national championship game, bro. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I called him out on it. He's like, do you ever get tired of ragging on people who are better at something than you'll ever be at anything? Like my goodness, this dude plays basketball KU and you're calling him fake. Yeah. Get out of here. There's no humility among these people. Yeah. There was a, here's a good one in response to Jesse Newell. um, um, After the TCU loss, Jesse was trying to say, okay, look, self still a good coach. Um, They can still get a final four. Um, Someone responded, Jesse, you are an idiot. This team will lose in the first or second round. They suck. And so does self. Um, <laughs> complains about getting more athletic after the beatdown we got in the tournament last year, and then plays the same guys. Mm, that's a good one. Let me let me like, ragging on Bill Self's hilarious. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame basketball coach, the best active coach probably now in college basketball. Yeah. I mean, oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, when you talk about the greats, he's in the discussion. Yeah, John, John Wooden, Dean Smith. Coach K. I mean, Bill Self, you got to put yeah. him up there. He's he's in that group. And for these guys to like bash him through the safety of their phone screens. Yeah. I mean, Evan, I, there's probably nothing I've ever been as good at than NBA jams. <laughs> the arcade game. Like yeah. that's like the best thing I've at. That's the I've never been better at anything than I've been at, as good as I was at NBA jams. And even that is not even close to how good these players are and how good coach self is on that level. Mm-hmm. Like it's just absurd for anyone to bash them. Right. F- from their phone. Yeah. You know, like probably parked in their jalopies somewhere, their Nissan, whatever's, I mean, it's just absurd. It's absurd. Uh... This is the, this is the society we live in though now. Yeah, where social media has, and especially Twitter. Twitter's just awful. It's, it's awful. So it's bad. so bad. Yeah, and, and that's this is what it's created is a bunch of people who pretend to be good and about knowing things who don't really know anything, and bash right. people who put themselves in a position through a lot of work to be good at something. Like yeah. what I want to say is no, no, no. Um, get good at basketball takes, then bash Bill Self. Right. You don't get to bash Bill Self until you've proven you got good at something. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I think just going back to your other point about Bill Self being in the in conversation with the greats, I think him winning his second one. And um, I think I think it makes him the best active coach currently. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think it's particularly close, except for maybe Jay Wright. Yeah, I love Jay Wright. Um, I think yeah, he's a great he's a, coach. I think if Calipari guy, could ever get over the hump and win that second one, he'd be up there in that discussion. The I thing about the only thing holding Calipari back is that like he needs to win another one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the thing about Calipari is that the complaint that he does less with more, I think is a pretty va- valid complaint against him. Like how many good teams has he had that just haven't won it? 
I mean, the same could kind of be said of self too, but self has won another one now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he did, and he did it with he did it with players that weren't all five star recruits like Kentucky has every year. But they're also a victim of their own success. So, like, he's a victim of how good he is at recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, listen, nobody says like, listen, we're gonna bomb on Calipari, but Texas just gets a pass. Yeah. Texas yeah. has like great recruiting classes in football and basketball every year. And they just, there they are every year, just waiting to suck. <laughs> just, yeah. just, they can't wait to underachieve. And yet we're going to bomb on Calipari. I, it, it's when you're in that position where like, look, he deserves some criticism. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like the big thing you hear from like kind of some of the smarter guys we talk to on Twitter who still have takes that we don't agree with. Um, like, I don't even know the Rock Chalk blog guy's name. I do think he's a smart dude, mm-hmm. whoever's running that account. Mm-hmm. But the criticism, the, the blowback they get is like, oh, Bill Self can't be criticized. I'm like, no, of course he can't. So Calipari definitely has earned criticism. But he's also a victim of his own success of how good he has, is at recruiting. Because it's only because he's so good at recruiting that you can criticize him mm-hmm. for not being a great basketball tactician or a great you know advancer of basketball skill in kids which i wouldn't say he's bad at it he just might not be great at it um you know bruce weber by all accounts is by his peers is a great x's and o's guys Mm -hmm. guy but see where it got him yeah um so I think Calipari and self and a lot of these guys are a victim of their own success at times. And number two, they're victims of only one team gets to. That's true. Gets that success. So for like for Duke, for Carolina, for Kentucky, for Kansas, even now, maybe Gonzaga's getting to that place. If you don't win a national championship, then it's not, it's a failure. It's, it's you underachieved. And I say Gonzaga because if you're going to get one seeds every year, Mark Few, you're going to get criticism until you win one. Right. And that's just it. You're a victim of your own success, but you're also not taking into account just how much of a crapshoot the tournament is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was hilarious to see Missouri Pat 40. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about, well, okay, you got to play three teams who their, their top players were hurt. Well, so, <laughs> so <Yeah>. what? <laughs> it's just such a cop out, and that's the tournament. Sometimes, did we get an easier road? Probably. Yeah, yeah, but but we still had to win six games in a row against quality competition, and mm-hmm. sixty-three teams couldn't do it. Yeah, sorry, bye. <laughs> uh, it's just mm. such a weird. It's just a weird flex considering that the tournament is kind of a crapshoot in a way like great teams get knocked off it happens yeah we know that better than most yeah i, I what what I, I don't i don't remember now now there was some crazy statistic about the luck ku has had in the tournament but i don't remember what it was but yeah um, it's not been good so eat it yeah whatever we won yep doesn't matter. We have the trophy. <laughs> Eat it. Mark Emmert, you can't have it back either. Yeah. Sorry, bro. You gave yeah. it to us. Fair and square. All right, mm. man. 
Alrighty. We've, we've, we've rambled on. We could keep rambling. Oh yeah. We can and, keep going. And we could keep bashing on everybody who said something dumb in the course of the season, but we should save some of our ammo. <laughs> we should <laughs> yeah. save some of it. There yeah. might be things coming down the pike where we're going to need it. <laughs> All right. Everybody, All right. Thanks for listening to not the experts. We'll be back soon. We'll, you know, talk to some other we'll people be here. maybe, and, you know, talk about recruiting. We'll, we'll be back soon. We'll see you then. See ya.